Hey guys, I just wanted to reach out to you and let you know that Sherwinder is still selling amazing products. Some of you guys have been dragging your feet for whatever reason. If your shoulder hurts, do not waste time. Pull the trigger. I just bought uh, four or five of them and uh, we had two guys out. You know how much it cost me to pay for two guys being out with bad shoulders? We just pulled the trigger and we said, listen, everybody's going to have one on a truck. It's mandatory. You got to use it. Don't hesitate. Don't wait till your guys go down. It's going to cost you more. Buy a sure winner. It's not every day someone invents something that changes the game. I found out about this product that I'm talking to you about, uh, and I had to try it. So I ordered a few, and after using it, I'm sold. Now we stock them on our trucks. It's called Allbrace. And it will help you sell more service and buy you time until doors come in. There's never been a greater time for a product like this. Phil has a video on his website of him cutting a door literally in half, installing the all brace and running it like nothing ever happened. It is literally incredible. One of the greatest selling videos I've ever seen. You're going to want to check it out at all-brace.com. Hey guys, welcome. This is Ryan with Torsion Talk Podcast. And today... A special guest, somebody that I actually use and has uh, helped transform my business. And so I want to share them with you and um, talk a little bit about some best practices and stuff. But before we get into that, it's been a good week since last time. Tamara and I have been like head down doing like planning for this event. Uh, it's a GDU event, but it's open to everybody. Um, December 4th through the 7th for VIP and December 5th or what is it? 5th, 6th and 7th for standard. Yeah, 6th and 7th for standard and 4th through 7th for VIP. So think of this like, I mean, we're, we're going to, I'm, I'm working on trying to make this like life changing. Um, number one, we're going to like for VIPs, we're going to really dig deep into you as a leader, a business owner. Uh, figure out how we can make you a better leader in like one and a half days. And we're going to hit it hard. It's going to be a little uncomfortable for everyone involved. I will warn you. So if you are looking forward to VIP, maybe look a little less forward to it, but definitely do it because it's going to stretch you. Uh, And then the general admission, we got two days of straight planning and getting ready mentally and on paper for 2023. It's going to be amazing. Uh, We're locking everything down this week, which we've already locked down quite a bit, but we're finalizing everything. And one of those companies that have helped us make this a reality and has sponsored the event is Power Selling Pros, which guess what? We actually have them on the podcast today. So Zach, how are you, bro? I'm amazing. How are you? I love the answer. I'm amazing. I'm I'm good. amazing. All right. Well, we're good. Yeah. How are you? We're all good. Everyone's outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah. As Jesse Itzler would say, outstanding. Have you heard that story about Jesse Itzler? I don't even know what you're talking about. Dude, Jesse, you got to go online and watch Jesse speak. So okay. Jesse Itzler is um, like quick brief overview first of all he's an amazing speaker second of all he's like a failed rapper who 
made it big in like every other thing he ever did, right? Um, yeah. He started a coconut water company, sold it to Coca-Cola, started like a um um uh, like a Uber for private jets, um, sold it. Uh he's now part owners in the Hawks. His wife started Spanx and just sold it. Um, I mean, this dude is like legit. Huh. He he uh he hired David Goggins to come live with him and like stretch me, wrote a book about it. That's what I'm seeing right here. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and, then, um, and then he was telling this story, which I thought was super cool. Uh, he's all about like running, long distance running. And he was able to run like 38 miles or whatever. And he's like, I can't get past 38 miles, but I want to run this 100 mile race. And so he hired this uh, like super Southern special forces guy from south georgia and if you guys have ever heard like south georgia people talk it's pretty bad uh but he nailed the accent and he's like basically like hey dude i'm gonna hire you You come stay with me and we're gonna train so i'm able to run this race and he's like okay so he comes stays with them and they're they're doing it they're training and all this stuff and um and so he said when i got to like the 70th something mile He's like he, seven of his toenails were floating around in his shoes, and then holy he crap! Said, yeah, he's sitting there and he's like, "Bro, he's like, I, I, you know, I'm sitting here thinking this is tough, starting to get in my head." And he's like, uh, "He's I forgot the guy's name, the special forces guy." He said he looked at me and he goes, "You know what's crazy, Jesse?" And they're sitting there he, like Jesse's like trying to jog but not really, and he's like, "What?" And he's like, "I didn't tell you this, but I don't get tired." And he's like, what? He's like, I don't get tired. And Jesse's like, he was kind of like, man, seriously, bro, now's not the time, you know, like <laughs> mindset. Like, I'm just trying to survive. Yeah. And uh, and this special forces guy's like, Do you get tired, Jesse? No, you don't. You don't get tired. He's like, matter of fact, we're coming up on this gas station over here. He's like, You're gonna go inside and tell everybody how you don't get tired, and we'll get something to drink. He's like, all right. So he goes into the gas station, gets something to drink, and tells everybody in the gas station that he doesn't get tired. And so when they get back on the road and they're jogging, he's like, that helped. And then he said, uh, he said that last 10 miles was the toughest. And he said, uh, he said, when I ask you how you feel, I need you to tell me you feel outstanding. And he's like, okay, okay. So he's like, how you feel, Jesse? He's like, outstanding. So anyway, long story short, sure. he finishes the race, right? But he's in a wheelchair for three days afterwards. He pushed his body so far past where it was supposed to be. He was he was wheelchair bound for three days after. He tells the story. I mean, it's incredible. And he, he tells it with such a great accent and the Southern uh, George, South Georgia guy. And uh, he's just a, he's a, he's a wonderful storyteller. And so I'm a huge fan of his. Wow. Wow. And, uh, so when you say amazing with enthusiasm, yeah, I feel like you gotta tell the story. And the brain is amazing. The brain is amazing. I cannot believe, like seriously, I was yeah, uh, I, mean, I was reading yesterday that this guy was wrote an article about how to read business books, and hmm. he basically pointed out, let's face it, ninety five percent of business books is motivation, and the like how the recipe the how to stuff, yeah could be like two pages in most, most business books, yeah. but people just need that. Like, tell me you're outstanding. That's essentially what business books are. 95% of the pages 
yeah. is getting you into that right mindset. It's crazy. But it's so important. Yeah. It's so important. And that's what I preach. You know, when I go coach salespeople and business leaders is that it's mindset. You're either training your mind that you can or can't do it every day. Yeah. Every day. And in your mind strategically puts limits on things just for safety and fear and everything else. So you have to break out of that. Right. And so it's wild. Yeah. Anyway. So tell us a little bit about Power Selling Pros. What is it that you guys do? Yes, beautiful question. Uh, about 14 years ago, Brigham, he's the founder of the company. He was doing pay-per-click ads for contractors, mostly plumbers at the time. And one day his clients came to him and said, hey man, we gotta let you go. The leads that you're getting us are no good. They just wanna know how much we charge, they're price shopping us, they wanna talk to a technician. Uh, you know, they want service today and we can't get out there for five days. Now, out of one part desperation to save his fledgling business and a second part experience, because he had actually been a customer service rep at a heating and cooling company in California many years prior. He knew it's probably not a lead problem. It's probably a customer service problem. So he convinced the owners of these companies, give me one month, one month, and I will fix this. I will teach the people all your calls to my cell phone. No, <laughs> no, he said, let me train them. I will give me one month to train your call takers. And they were like, fine, you got one month. And lo and behold, uh, not only did they start converting the leads, but they started offering additional services on the phone. Uh, they started getting reviews about the call takers on Google and all the other places where they were collecting reviews at the time. And, uh, with that, his advertising business basically transformed into customer service coaching. And that's what we do today. We coach 1,070, if I yesterday, as of yesterday, uh, customer service reps across the home services industry, listening to their calls and giving them feedback. Do what a great service, because I don't think a business owners appreciate, like, I mean, if you save one call a day, that's right. Technique. I mean, think about that. I yeah. mean, if, like if it's one repair a, a, a day or a week, I mean, you add that up over a year's worth of time. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Not to mention like the trickle effect, right? You're putting a sticker in the garage. You're, you're getting a referral. You're getting a review. Like you, you got the monetary part, but then you have the compounding part as well. Right. You put a little extra effort in and, you know, I like, we fell victim to it a little bit here at Aaron overhead doors because, you know, I would always say, Oh, well, that's not our customer, you know, because I was trying to create a, a mindset here that, you know, we want customers who appreciate value and quality and customer service. But because I was telling them, Oh, that's not our customer. That was immediately what was happening. That's right. When they had, someone gave like a, um, uh, an objection that should be somewhat easily overcame, but they're like, Oh, they're price shopping. That's not, our <laughs> you got it. That's and right. I tell people all the time, like value buyers, if they're smart, they disguise themselves as price shoppers. Right. And you don't know. So you have to, you have to dig a little bit. And so, um, <clears throat> what you guys have done, for Bree and, and MJ here at uh, Aaron Overhead Doors, like 
just the, the, even the slightest changes. And I'll tell you, like, I think everyone's probably feeling the same way when they first get started, there was a little hesitation from them. Um, and, and then they even felt a little awkward about changing the way they answer the phone. Cause they've done it a thousand times the same way over and over again. But once they get comfortable and they're going, it makes such a huge difference. I mean, my general manager even pulled me aside. Like, I think it was a month ago and was like, dude, he's like, I, I can overhear Bree. And he's like, she's come so far with this training. He's like calls that she would normally just let go and be like, Oh, that's not our customer. She's fighting for him and getting them now. And, and that makes a huge difference, right? Like, I mean, that, that customer would normally have been going to our competitors. So first of all, thank you for that, you know, and, and I appreciate, um, you know, you guys doing such a good job with it. Cause you know, like you and I talked the other day, I pay a lot of different suppliers, vendors, things like that. And you expect, you know, like we've trained, business owners these days as as suppliers or vendors into the business to don't expect much like just don't like the expectations are pretty low now right <laughs> uh, and so you can tell when a company holds the standard high um and you guys and i know this probably sounds like a pitch he's he's not paying for this i'm not being paid for this is i'm genuinely sharing this because I genuinely believe like these guys will help your business out significantly. Um, but, but the value in the relationship, like they told us on the first call, I think it was, they said, our job is to say yes to everything you ask. And I'm like, really everything. And I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, can you take calls on the weekends? No, I'm just um, but, we have a call center, Ryan, we have a call center. Yeah, yeah. But she was like, Hey, I can, um, you know, I can interview people for you. Like, you know, they, I think she suggested that you guys have a service where you can help us interview or weed out uh, like resumes or talk yeah. to people or like, I'm just like, dude, what an incredible service. Right. And, and the onboard, like the whole thing felt really good. The onboarding process was really smooth. The, the first call was great. Um, set the stage. And then, you know, like every time we have, I'm probably sharing all of the information you should be saying right now, but I'm just going to let you keep going. I'm just going to, yeah, I, mean, I get a, I get literally a recap from the girl that works with our team um, on everything they went through. And I'm talking, it's not like three sentences either. I'm getting paragraphs. Here's what I worked with, with MJ today. And here, like, sometimes it's so much. I don't even read it. To be honest with you. I read most of them, but not all of them. Cause they're so long, but I'm like, dude, this is, freaking great like this is good so i think i want to talk a little bit about customer service i want to talk a little bit about uh culture and then i want to talk a little bit about some of the benefits that you guys have seen and maybe some uh stories about success but you guys no one does what you do without a good culture without great leadership uh, without good processes. Can you speak a little bit about y'all's commitment to culture mm. and, um, and customer service? Yeah, that's, uh, it's really interesting because the thing I have learned recently is that culture cannot be set and forget. But it is, that's like going to the gym. You know, if you want to, if you want to be in shape, you have to keep going all the time. Yeah. And it's the same with culture. It's a constant 
constant thing you have to always be working on. Uh, and we've, we've kind of obsessed over it since the early days. You know, I remember in like 2015, we really got into Dan, Dan Pink, I think is his name, Dan Pink's drive, if you've ever heard of that, mm-hmm. where he talks about, you know, there's a mismatch between what science knows and what businesses do. Science knows that people become committed to their jobs when they have three things, uh, purpose, autonomy, and mastery. You know, I, I understand the purpose of my work. I feel autonomous in how I get it done. And I am achieving mastery in what I do. People want to be good at what they right. do for a living. And we really latched onto those ideas and focused a lot on autonomy and being able to recite our values. We begin every single all hands meeting with reciting our company values. Uh, we kind of take turn, you know, we, we do like a, I'll read it and then I'll call on somebody else and they'll do the next one and they call on someone else. And then we do highlights and shout outs. Like we just sh- that one. I, let me just pause you for a second. Sure. Guys, I can't even begin to tell you like just that one little nugget he just dropped right there about just reciting like core values and stuff like that. We started doing that Aaron overhead doors. And when we first started, everybody was like, they look at each other like nobody knows any of our core values and we got them on the wall like you literally have to walk past them to go to the bathroom the kitchen the the conference room the warehouse like you you can't miss them they're big on the wall nobody knew them right yeah. and so we were like okay great like we printed them out we put them in the trucks we put them on the wall nobody still knows them and so when we started reciting them in the meetings it made a difference and yeah. I genuinely feel like it may feel corny at first, but it's, it's powerful, right? Like you're, you're hypnotizing them to do what you want them to do. Right. The repetition is key. I, and what I have found that's interesting is if it feels corny, you're probably onto something. Yeah. For example, you know, a lot of leaders wonder, how do I know when I've driven it home enough? How do I know when I've gotten the point across? And the answer is, when people start rolling their eyes, when you talk, because they know what you're going to like, Oh, here he goes on the values again. Here he goes on the purpose. You know, you're, you know, you're on to something good. <laughs> like, that's how it should be. You should feel corny. You should feel like you're repeating yourself because how else are you supposed to create that long-term commitment and focus? If you're bouncing all over the place, like, yeah, let's try something new this time. Your people can never latch on to what's the most important thing. How's that saying go? It's a, Things that matter most should never be at the mercy of things that matter least. And I think that's just that constant, constant asking ourselves, how can we do it better? That is really the key. It's not super scientific. You know, it's not like there's this always step-by-step approach. It's just, if you keep the culture, if you keep the values front and center and always ask yourself, how can we get better at driving these home and living and embodying these? That's our recent focus is everybody knows them but we recently started adding uh, assigning team members to tell stories about how they're using them in their work as well. So our, our 60, like 70 minute all hands meeting every week is like 45, 50 minutes of just the value submission of the company Uh, because everything else can be written in an email. You know, I can, I can write a memo with all the announcements, but that stuff needs to be given time and attention. Yeah. It's awesome. Tamara's heart is full. My heart is full. Don't be using my phrase. <laughs> Repetition. That's what it's all about. I, know I interrupted you. You were talking about um, your meetings and uh, culture and customer service. 
Um, so I'll let you continue. Sorry. I'm good at interrupting. Oh, you're good. You're good. That's uh that that's really it though. It's it's just repetition. Repetition, doing it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Always asking yourself, how can it be better? How can it be better? How can it be better? And testing things out, seeing what works. Yeah, I agree. And a lot, I mean, there's gonna be things you try that don't work, right? You just yeah. gotta own it and be like, hey, that didn't work. We're gonna move forward. And there's some things that aren't working in the beginning that you gotta try a little harder on. So that's a trick too, right? Is that yeah, are you are you doing something and it's not working because you're doing it wrong? Or are you doing something and it's not working because it's not meant to work? Um, and so there's a there's a thin line there that you have to be able to juggle too. Consistency in everything, including price, reliability, quality, not just quality, but great quality control. These are things that describe Somer USA. Somer is not some startup company, not one that you need to be worried about going out of business in the near future. Somer's a two, Somer and their family of businesses are $200 million companies. They're in over 100 countries, and they have locations in 20 countries. This is a large organization who stands behind their product and works through integrity. And there's not another company out there willing to drop what they're doing and help you out like Somer. These guys are awesome. Not only have they been loyal to the Torsion Talk podcast, they've been loyal to the technicians and the owners of the companies who install their product. In my opinion, if you're not at least offering Somer as an additional option, you're cheating yourself. Listen, first-time dealers... I've got a special for you. If you buy 10 or more Somers between now and the end of the season six, while supplies last, we will offer you free shipping. You have no more excuses. The prices are great. The product is amazing. Go check out Somer USA and order 10 for free shipping. I'm going to tell you guys a marketing secret. You want to gain more social media likes, shares, and follows? People love unique and cool projects. There are no better photos to share than the ones on Schweiss Doors social accounts. These guys post some incredible things. Make sure to go there and like and share their Facebook and Instagram post with your business account. So if you like their business account, you can share their uh, their post. The bifold doors are awesome. And they're doing some great projects that will go viral on social media if you share them. Go right now to Schweiss Door on Facebook and check out some of the projects they share and like their page. Oh, and don't forget, no one builds a better bifold than Schweiss. And it's gotta be it's gotta be simple, is my main thing. I went to a business train, a, a leadership training like two years ago now. Um, it was like this two day intensive leadership training. And I remember walking away with this enormous notebook full of notes that I'm going to forget in the next 24 hours. <laughs> and I got like, you got a few gold nuggets. You know, everybody says that I got a few gold nuggets. I liked this part, but I remember walking away from that thinking, dude, I, we are a small business. Like we're not a fortune 500 company that can dedicate one person to just all this. 
you know, we all, we have a lot of things to do. How can we make this way simpler? Yeah. Um, and that's where the, that's where repetition kind of became our, our signal is once we know the values, once we know the mission, just keep talking about them, just keep having conversations about them over and over, keep telling stories, highlighting people who do them well. Uh, it's like when you raise kids, you know, you see you, your kid does something good, something positive, helps a friend and you get on that and you just start, that was, that was awesome, bud. That was amazing. I loved that. That was perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember going through a leadership training. I think the model that I adopted finally was a leader's main job is to define, manage, and model expectations, period. Define them, manage them, and model them. That's it. The yep. expectations. I mean, notice it's not define, manage, model people. It's right. expectations. And then let the people, you give them autonomy to be able to, that, for example, the, the coach who told you, we say yes to everything. I, I can tell you right now, that is nowhere in our, in our handbooks or training <laughs> to say those words. Yeah. So it like warms my heart that she said that because we don't, that's not a script. Like we didn't tell her when you get on the phone with the client, tell them we say yes to everything. She obviously, that's our fifth value actually is reassure. Always focus on what you can do. So she's, that's her just living that value, right? It's beautiful. I don't remember how it was phrased. I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but she was like, she's like, my goal in this relationship is to never tell you no or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I thought, I'm like, dude, that made me feel good. You know, and like you're, you're not just, you're not just a trainer, right? I mean, I can hire a trainer, but, but I may walk away feeling like, oh, okay, great. But with you guys, it was like, you make me want to give you my money. And there's a difference, <laughs> right? Well, you because we feel like they're invested in your success. Right. They yeah. Care. Yeah. That's a big, that's a big, that's a big deal. So if I'm a business owner, how do I know if I need uh, your services for training? Well, <clears throat> that's a great question. The way I think about it is your customer service department should be one of the main profit drivers of your business. Should be 100%. And we've all been told about the traditional things like you need great sales, you need great tech technicians, you need great marketing all that stuff, right? It's all good systems, good processes. But the way I think about it is the first impression of your business is the customer service representative. They're the voice of the company. And yet they are all over the place, the most undertrade, underpaid, and underappreciated people in the entire company. Yep. I was on the phone with a guy yesterday, in fact. We're going out to his office for two days to train 40 call takers. And I asked the question, I said, what is the number one thing we need to achieve in this two days? When it's all said and done, this is where, this is what we need to get done. And with 40 people, I think most would probably look at that situation and go, oh, we need better processes. We need better scripting. We need to get our team on the same page. But this guy had the best answer ever. This is like, I know you're one of our people when you give this answer. He said, I need my call takers to know how important they are. If I can get that done in two days, that'll be the biggest thing. I need them to feel important. I need them to know they're the voice of the company. And I need them to know that when they perform well, the company makes more and they make more. That's the biggest thing I need. This is where we'll insert the uh, applause. 
Yeah. No, that's good. I agree wholeheartedly because, you know, I think in our industry, you get a lot of guys who, you know, we say this over and over again, right? They, they were a technician, they were an installer, they decided to start their own company. They didn't really know much about the business side, but they saw the dollar right. signs and they, they knew they could teach themselves or they could learn through books or whatever. And, and that was a big reason why I started Torch Talk podcast was for that very reason was I knew business, but I didn't know doors as well as other people. So I felt like I could share mm. the information that I have and I've experienced uh, and hopefully help them speed it up. Yeah. And, um, and so when they answer the phone, you know, it's, it's funny. I hear this a lot, actually. People answer the phone. They'll be like, you know, they're driving a truck. Hello, garage doors. You know, and yeah. it's like, really, bro? Like, that's what you got. Like, yeah. this is the impression. This is Bob. You, Yeah, this is Bob. <laughs> Bob, garage doors. You know, like, and so, I mean, yeah. it's like, this is what you want to do. And, you know, we talked about corny earlier, but I absolutely loved it when when uh, your trainer was talking to me and um, one of my CSRs. And she said, you know, how about we try answering the phone a little bit differently? And I was like, well, what are you thinking? And immediately I'm like, hmm, I don't really like this. Like, where's she going with this? Like, you know, like yeah. I'm the one pushing back. And she's like, well, instead of like saying, hello, thank you for calling here and overhead doors. I'm, you know, Ryan, how can I help you today? She's like, what if we said something like, you know, hello, I'm Ryan. Thank you for calling here and overhead doors. How can I make your, how can I make you smile today? Yeah. You know? And immediately my whole guard went down. <laughs> that's freaking awesome, right? Like, because that's what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not here to sell you garage doors. I'm here to hopefully impact your day. You know, I tell my guys a lot, you know, we go into garages, right? But we're ultimately going into people's lives. And everybody's at a different stage in their life. You're going to walk into somebody's house who just got divorced. You're going to walk into someone's house who just got diagnosed with cancer, just lost a family member, um, just lost a job, just got a job. You know, like we are entering people's lives for a short amount of time, but at all these different stages. And we can be so powerful with a smile, being kind, making the interaction enjoyable instead of you know, just another transaction that they get through or even worse, like a bad transaction. So I'm a big fan in that. And, and I love that. So what's one tip, like what's one of the biggest things you see that you guys train on that has the biggest impact um, for businesses? Like, is there, is there one particular change that you guys say, you know, every time we train this, dealers or, or businesses see a huge impact in it. Yeah. I'll give you two. Um, <clears throat> you ever seen Greece? You know, yeah. tell me more, tell me more. Okay. When you start the phone call, the first thing out of your mouth that you greet the customer, how can I make you smile today? Customer says my garage door's not working or something's wrong with the motor. First thing you say is tell me more. That's it. Tell me more. Show them that you're listening. Show them yeah. that you actually care about how it's affecting them. Because as you just said, if you make it just a transaction, it's 2022, folks. Yeah. I could program a robot to do that. 
Yeah. Literally, I could I could just say, yeah, go to our website, fill out the form, go chat with the chat bot, call in, it'll ask you some questions on the dial tree and we'll, we'll send somebody out. If it's going to be purely transactional, why are you paying to have somebody answer the phones? Make it more than a transaction. Ask them, tell me more about your situation. What's going on? How's this affecting your schedule today? Be, be a great listener. Be empathetic. That's number one. Because customers do not buy based on what they know. Things like your price or your schedule. They buy based on how they feel about what they know. Just pause for just a second. Let that marinate. Was that Tamara? Did you hear that? Did you freaking hear that? That's yeah. Right there. I don't Some think- angels. I heard the angels. Zach, we're going to bring you on and be my, my co-co-host. Let's do it, man. Let's do this. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> what do you call you, Coco? Um, so just simply asking an open-ended question and caring enough to listen. Like, I, what percentage of businesses do you think adopt that model that you interact with? Well, not customers of yours. I'm talking about oh, okay. like, <laughs> as a consumer. As a consumer. Um, as a consumer, very, very few. Very, very few. It's mostly so, transactional. Yeah. How big of a deal is it when somebody does show that to you and you recognize it? Well, let's put it this way. If I don't... Going back to customers don't buy based on what they know. They based on, buy based on how they feel about what they know. In addition to that, they don't buy from the best company. They buy from the company that understands them the best. If I call four service providers, like for example, I'm doing my yard, doing a bunch of landscaping work. I called like 10 landscaping companies. Half of them didn't answer. Uh, the ones who did answer, it was purely transactional, right? Like what's the square footage? Okay, where are you located? What's your address? They just got right to the point. One of them, only one of them says to me, tell me more about what you're looking for. And so I start telling them everything that I'm looking for, kind of the pain points that we've been experiencing as we're getting everything put in. After those 10 phone calls, five didn't answer, four just wanted my money. One of them really knows what I want, why I want it, and the pain that I'm facing in getting there. It's the same with, your, with a, any other service. I don't just want you to come out and fix it. I want you to understand how it's affecting my life. And if you can make me feel understood, I'll give you my business. Because why would I waste time calling all these other companies when I know, hey, this, this, this company that I called right here, they asked me questions and they know what's going on. They know the details of what's Are you a big time and cynic fan? Oh, dude. Because you put off a lot of vibes of Simon Sinek, dude. <laughs> for like, wow, probably 10, 11, maybe 12 years, something like that. Yeah. And I've taught it at every business I've been at, you know, find the why. The you, you, I got to, you and I should talk offline about that. I got a secret little project I'm working on there that might blow your mind. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, just, let's just say I, I have connections. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, so, maybe so big of a connection you can get them in Dallas. Uh, we'll talk. We'll see. <laughs> talk. That would be huge. No, uh, that, great. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk. You have to pay a lot more. All right. So 
we um, we've hit on a lot today. Um, and I think you, you gave one, you gave one thing. You said there was another thing. I want to make yes, sure. There's one more thing. And that is, you also made a point about this at the beginning when customers call and they are asking about the price, you, you said what most business owners say, and that is, well, we got to filter them out, right? They're not our customer. Wrong. They, they're asking about the price because they don't know any better. Yeah. But you do the same thing with other companies. You know, when you go to, when you go call a service provider, you don't know the ins and outs of you're, you're asking about the price too, because that's the only thing, you know, I don't know anything about garage doors, but I do know I'm going to Disneyland next month and I got a $2,000 budget and I need to preserve cash. Yep. So the key is not to say, oh, well, they're concerned about the price. Therefore, they're not our customer. The key is build value, mm-hmm. build, build some freaking value before you assume that they're not your customer. I hear so many contractors say they use the, the call out or the service call or the dispatch fee to weed out the price shoppers. Mm. I was like, you're not weeding them out. You're just sending them to somebody else Yeah, because they're going to call you hiring somebody. They're, they're still going to get somebody out there and you're, everybody charges a similar fee, right? It's not, this is what I think is so fascinating in the home services industry, two contractors, I don't care, garage door, HVAC, plumbing, electrical, you name it. Two contractors are not so different in the service they provide that a customer's really going to give their loyalty based on the price or the schedule. You, you can get a little bit better on those things, but when it comes to customer service, you can be 10 times better than everybody else. Again, everything else, pricing, service level, you can be a little bit better. But on customer service, that's the one thing I see where you can be 10 times better. So before you present the price, before you say, well, they're not our customer, build some value. Walk them through, hey, let me tell you what's going to happen when we come out there. And visualize the entire process. We're going to send out a trained technician. He's backed by our company. It's been in business for 10 years. So you're in great hands. He's going to take a thorough look at the unit to determine what's going on with it. Take a look at your garage door, see what the problem is. And then he'll sit down do a little in-home consultation with you, let you know what all your options are for repair. To have him come out and do all that, it's only $69. That's a lot different from what most contractors say, which is it's going to be $69 for us to come out. Nobody wants to pay for you to come out. Mm -hmm. I'll pick the guy up myself. I'll send an Uber. I mean, for heaven's sake. (laughs) Well, I mean, listen, I'm, I, I, t- I preach this all the time. I'm the guy, I'm the easiest sell in the world. So easy, especially if you are a good, like customer service related company. I'm the easiest sell in the world. Nine times out of 10, if I can afford it, I'm taking the highest package. Almost always. I went and bought my wife a BMW. I spent eight grand in aftermarket stuff in the F&I office. Um, but I've already used it. It's only been like a couple months. She got a flat tire and, you know, she took it in and they were like, Oh, you got this coverage. The tire's free. And I'm like, yes, the first time ever I get my money's back. And so, you know, you're, you're sitting here like, okay, well, if you, if you do a good job and you follow through, then I think people are willing to spend the money. But when I'm calling a home service company, like I want to know if, if you're assuming I'm going to spend two grand when you get here, you know what I'm saying? Like you're inviting someone to your house. I want you to get paid, but I also don't want to feel like I'm stuck hiring you because you're there already. That's right. Like, and that's me as a consumer. So 
as a business owner, I'm like, dang, man, I got to cover my expense for going out there, but I don't want to charge just 129 because I'm not making anything, right? Like, as a matter of fact, I'm probably losing money because that's a window that I could have used with revenue, like good revenue, profit, instead of just covering my expenses for going out there. Totally. It's easy for a business owner to fall into that trap of like, let's just weed them out, right? Like, just give them, you know, get, hit them, hit them high and then, you know, weed them out like it's easy to get in that mindset it really genuinely is but at the same time i think you are doing a disservice because there are people like me who do spend too much on everything um and just want to know right and like you said this is what we're programmed to say you know if you're in sales long enough you understand that we're all programmed or pre-programmed to say certain things in certain situations I learned that in the car business. If you walk out to somebody on the lot and you say, Hey, how can I help you? They're going to say, Oh no, thank you. This is every hundred percent of the time almost. But if you walk out there and you compliment the car they're looking at, it's a completely different experience. They're like, Oh really? You really like this one? And they're like, yeah, you know, and, and you have that engaging, you know, but if you just walk out there and say, Hey, how can I help you? They're like, you can't go back in. I'm looking at cars. Leave me alone. You know? yeah. So there's a big difference in 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 the psychology of that. And so I totally agree. I think those are two phenomenal nuggets. So so the first nugget was tell me more. Listen more. Understand more. Understand more about the customer and the situation. Yep. Do what my son does. Why? Why, Dad? Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> um, and the second one. Build value before you present your pricing. Build. Communicate communicate the value of your service. Help them visualize what it's going to look and feel like before you tell them how much it costs. It's like infomercial style, right? Yep. Infomercials, they like, they didn't just come out and say, we got a blanket with sleeves and it's $20. <laughs> They're like, we got a revolutionary new product, you guys. It's the Snuggie. You're going to be able to wear it when you read books, walk to the kitchen, when you watch movies, when you go to sporting events. This thing is sensational. You're never going to be cold again. You're going to save money on your thermostat. And it's only 20 bucks. Yeah. You know, build value first. Millions, <laughs> Love it. Millions and millions of them. Yeah. But they solved a problem and they did a good job with the messaging. Right. You might roll your eyes when the infomercial comes on, but. Let's go Everyone dig, knows let's what go it dig is. through that closet of yours and see how many snuggies you own before you yeah. start dishing it. <laughs> Heart rate starts going a little bit and you're like, hmm, <laughs> sounds so bad. Yeah. Well, listen, man, thank you so much for coming on. I'm looking forward. Are you going to be out in Dallas or you're just sending your team? I'm going to send two of my team members there. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully one day our paths will cross in person. I'd love to meet you. And, Absolutely. Um, we look forward to having you guys as a sponsor to our GDU event. And um, listen, if you guys are interested in, in coming to the GDU event, um, you'll get to meet the Power Selling Pros uh, guys. Uh, you'll get to meet a lot of our GDU members. And we got some incredible content that we're going to be delivering. I think you're going to like it. It's going to get you prepared for 2023. Every year I've done projections as long as I've been in management. And I talk to a lot of business owners who don't do those. They just kind of go month to month without too much of a plan. So we're going to create a plan for 2023. So when you leave this event, you're going to be ready. You're going to have a roadmap and it's going to feel a lot smoother. So I uh, hope you guys get the opportunity to come out. Uh, you can bring your family, whatever you want to do. 
Uh, we are limited in the conference area that we're going to be in to about 50, 60 people. Uh, but, you know, during the downtime, feel free to bring your family and hang out with them. So with that, thank you, Zach, for coming on. Appreciate you. My pleasure. And yes. camera. As usual. Love being here. And Zach, before we go, I just want to thank you because I know that um, Power Selling Pros has been huge. I'm, I love my GDU guys so much and I'm incredibly invested in their success and the things that they have said about how much Power Selling Pros has helped them is just like, it, it's phenomenal. Like it is really making a difference for people. And I wanted, you know, just to thank you because what you're doing is helping people grow that I care about. Um, and do you want to tell people where they can uh, get in touch with you if they're interested in um, learning more? Absolutely. Go to just go to powersellingpros.com slash free. That is a, a URL we share with everybody who hears us on podcasts. I don't tell anybody else about that. Uh, powersellingpros.com slash free. Get some free training samples and some uh, information about the program. And if nothing else, you get some free training samples to share with your team. Nice. Put that Thank in. you so much in the description of the podcast and on YouTube. And yeah. uh, Zach, again, thank you. Tamara, great question at the end there. I almost forgot. <laughs> you ask more questions. I know, but you talk so much that I you can't get a word in edgewise. You guys, you guys are a good duo. This is good. Yeah. I've got to figure out how to not talk so much. So, all right, listen, thank you guys for following the podcast. We appreciate you guys. Stay safe, stay cool. And we will see you in December.